Welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Terrain Myricks. I am joined by my co-host, Katrina Myricks. Katrina, how you be doing? I'm all right. Thanks for asking. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm good. That's not usually how it starts. You know what? Actually, I remembered that we usually switch off who introduces. Right. I didn't remind you of that. What do you mean you didn't remind me of that? I did not remind you. That it was your turn to introduce? Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So we, we <laughs> as long as we agree it's your fault, that's fine. Sure, with sure, me. sure. Whatever. That's fine with me. Um, We are going to be covering some super fun stuff today, such as um, Wisconsin's decision to, the Wisconsin Supreme Court decision to just kind of go and do whatever they want, um, and rogue counties and PA. But first, uh, we would like to introduce our guest. He is a... Uh, long time listener, first time caller, um, one of the, one of my favorite people and honestly, one of the sexiest men alive, Drew Wambach. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you. That's such a warm welcome. I appreciate you and the positive information that you put out and not, and that as well as your beautiful, beautiful, immaculate body. Thank and you. I think that doesn't get enough attention. I agree. Part of the reason why I'm on the podcast is to bring attention to your status as a sex symbol. Thank and you. And I think that bears conversation. Oh my God. We could spend, I'm not kidding, conservatively uh, 45 minutes just talking about how I am a sex symbol. Firstly, since quarantine, there's more of me. So, <laughs> more of you to love. So, if you're not like, if you weren't, if you were like, you know what, Terrain looks good, but I wish there was more of him to go around. Good news, there is. Um, <laughs> how how have you been? Um, you know, we we're we're dealing with a horrific, terrible situation for the entire globe. Um, but we all find our small, uh, you know, the small things that make us feel sane and, and, and better. Um, what, uh, what's been going on for you? What, what has been, you, you definitely need coping mechanisms yes. to survive this. And, yes. uh, I'm sure some of our mutual friends will know I am a nurse. I'm an RN. I work at a suburban hospital, uh, around Philadelphia. And so yeah, man, every patient interaction is very scary because, uh, you know, you you think about the damage they could do to you and the people you love at home. So, yeah, man, things things are tense in my, my work life, but I will say I am surrounded by a group of nurses who are the most savvy and uh, supportive and toughest bitches in the world. And I am if – if I have to weather the storm with anybody – I'm glad I'm with them. That's awesome. What about um in uh so yes, clearly we're gonna get we're gonna I, I would like to go more into um your your work as a nurse, but I, I first want to talk about what you do in your downtime um when you are not um donning your cape and saving the world. Saving lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are you oh, man. what are you doing um, at home to kind of keep yourself I, I do, in a good uh, mental place? Some some a lot of shirtless home workouts in my living room. That sounds um, about right. Ooh, hang on. Are there? Wait, wait, that sounds about right. What are, yeah. what are you talking about? That, I, that sounds like I the Drew I know and love. Enjoy lifting weights. Um, so so I have proudly continued my tradition of being a gym douche. Sans gym. 
do you there's at least there's gotta be a mirror in your home so oh, you can absolutely. still you can uh, still send I, those selfies out like yeah. <laughs> i don't send enough gym selfies let's be honest <laughs> i agree there aren't enough i get them so like when when things weren't to hell i would get them so sparingly that i'm like is he like neglecting his body <laughs> like how's he gonna be how's he gonna be like you know the the new the new young arnold if he's not out there getting straight buff all the time Someone has to have giant biceps and spread leftist ideology. And I really think that's my, my purpose on this earth. Is <laughs> and, to that's, have and that someone is you. <laughs> sweet fucking arms, juicy, juicy quads, and the teachings of Karl Marx. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad you're here. That's, that's what, again, we talk about what the ladies like. And that's, you know, ladies like leftist propaganda yes and the the sweet quads if there's if there and, and and katrina you're here so you can correct us if we are wrong but if there's two if there are two things that ladies like and i mean like one two out of anything number one fucking marxist ideology number two juicy quads that's factual <laughs> yeah 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 man i get it that's what it is that's what dudes like too. We also it, like that. It, it, a very close third might be an encyclopedic knowledge of movies based on the music of ABBA. Nope. I'm gonna go ahead and say no to that. That's not correct. No one likes that. No one wants that. No. One. If you change your mind, shut the fuck I'm up. The we don't have the rights. You can't do that. <laughs> No, you're right. Ten second clips. ABBA is very litigious, and they're gonna get, they'll come at us. I I wanted to yes. sing I wanted to sing Super Trooper and I couldn't so we can't do that. Um, Katrina, I'm gonna let you uh, ask our 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 guests some questions if you'd like. Sure. So so Drew, can you talk a little bit about what your daily work life has been since this has all started? Um. So I primarily work in endoscopy short procedure. So. Uh, what endo is is um, I've had one. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. You, have, you got an endo or a colo, but just the endo. Got both. Got both. Uh, double trouble, man. Yeah. Uh, double get two trouble. for one. Absolutely. That's what the uh, film Double Trouble is about, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I legitimately call them. Uh, we're doing a double header in like OR room one. Like uh -huh. that's. This is the way I talk to my professional peers. Yep. Um. So yeah, you use a hyperoptic scope to take a look at the GI track and either diagnose problems or fix problems if you can. Um, so one of the large issues with endo is that you are going, uh, particularly an end endoscopy proper uh, or an EGD, is that it is a highly aerosolizing procedure. So if the patient does have uh, COVID, your chances of spreading it by having a patient mouth agape and spreading their oral secretions all around the room, very likely uh, if you're doing an endo. Uh, we also do bronchoscopies, which is going into the lungs. And, and that's another really quick, deeply aerosolizing Really procedure. quickly, I do apologize for cutting you off, but um, oral secretions, they were supposed to play at OzFest before it got canceled from COVID. <laughs> is that right? 
Yeah, help him. You, do you all the tough people. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, sorry. You're you're being very serious, and I'm over here being a real dick. Go ahead. But yeah, man, we used to do like 16 cases a day. Now we're down to two or three. Um, gown to the gills, man. I, I, I feel I'm like wearing the, the whole Spaceman outfit every single time. Um, what stuff do they, what, what um, uh, PPE do you have that you use? So I was actually very fortunate that I got involved with our donation drive for PPE very early. Um, I spent a lot of early mornings there, and I am more than floored by how Lower Bucks County has really come out for my hospital uh, with how much equipment. And by the way, side note, how much stuff people just have at home? Like, oh, here, like someone donated like eight hazmat suits that they just like <laughs> had. Hang on. And I'm like, did anyone investigate them for Walter White-esque crimes? What do you just have eight hazmat you, you suits? You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Like, oh, here's my weapons-grade hazmat suits. That's true. Thank, thank you, sir. I, and I take them, and I don't ask. Yeah, you should. That honestly, you're right. You shouldn't ask any fucking questions at all. Don't ask any questions. Uh, so, yeah, man. Um, N95 masks are, of course, still a priority. Yeah. I have used the same one for 14 days mm. um they are single use oh okay all right i was gonna ask uh, that seems like you're not supposed to do that but got it thank you no and, and of course a lot of nurses are frustrated by the the lack of resources and because this is gonna be going on for a long time so being a good steward of your supplies is is part of it right but um well, didn't I have didn't avoided hear... for the most part personally the uh, COVID units? However, a lot of my coworkers have been uh, deputized, activated, and put on those floors. So um, my my work mom essentially uh, she does twelve hours in ICU pretty much every day. Uh, so hats off to you, Shirley. But occasionally we'll go up to the ICUs and we'll put in feeding tubes into uh, COVID-positive patients, which is very difficult because you are cutting into the abdomen while wearing three or four layers of, of uh, protective equipment, particularly around your face, so you can't see what you're doing. Um, it's hot, it's difficult, and you recognize that a few simple mistakes could put yourself in very serious danger. Do you um do you get tested for COVID regularly, or have they done any of that testing for employees? Uh, I can't speak to my colleagues. However, personally, I have never been tested for uh, COVID nineteen. So, how do you feel about the kind of media response that like healthcare workers are heroes and and people like applauding, clapping? praising them online. Well, how does that make you feel? Yeah, like, real quick, like, aren't you really stoked about all the commercials that you get? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know what I would like instead of commercials. What? Like, actual, again, protective equipment and laws that make this work feel less futile. Um, and particularly, I know of several individuals in my immediate circle who 
their biggest fear of catching, you know, COVID would be, we recently just discharged a patient from our ICU, 51 days. Um, the, The cost of taking care of a human being in the ICU on a ventilator for 51 days uh, without getting to specifics, we're talking to, you know, a quarter to a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, for those without prime insurance, for, forget COVID. That's the death sentence, man. Yeah. So it, it's frustrating. I, I, I honestly don't care about the hero crap because, again, I'm, I'm literally in an ancillary position. I, I do think my ICU nurses, I, I look up to them immensely. It's the, the the frustration more on my end is seeing people on social media and particularly my Facebook feed talking about how this is a hoax, and I want to grab people by the hand and, and walk them through an ICU because all it would take is once walk through our ICU once and you will never say shit like that ever again. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> Katrina, you go ahead. Man, I, I wanted to have a good last time, my... and I got. Got real talk real fast. If you could see my face, I was just like, um, I don't have anything to say because I'm like, uh, a dumb, shitty joke isn't probably what's mm-hmm. working right now. Uh, this is, I mean, you are literally, you know, you and all those that you know you you had said you look up to. They are they're they're your they're your fucking people. Like they're, you guys are are at, on the front lines of something that's just terrifying for, um all of us and it's 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 rough and and it's it sucks that like you just get you know like a fucking commercial that's like you guys are heroes it's like mm, uh, maybe something else can happen <laughs> yeah what what would you think i there's like talk about how we need to repay our frontline workers um after this is over um i know that's not probably on your mind right now but what what kind of things do you think would be appropriate repayment for this putting life on the line for people who don't seem to to give a crap um once this is passed i know there's this push to like you know pay off our student loans which i on some level think is inappropriate uh considering how many other people you know are just as worthy as praise but you know that recognition of we are all in this together. Like one person who doesn't follow the rules uh, and gets a group of people sick, you know, they are harming their community. Um, that that's really the lesson I want to convey to people is less about you know nurses and the work we do. It's more the fight is every day. The fight is trying to minimize leaving the house even though it's been 10 weeks and we're all fucking stir-crazy. At least I work outside the house, and I'm going nuts. I know you train, you work at home. Uh, I'm not sure about your situation, Katrina. It's, I can't, I'm going nuts. I can't imagine how you feel. It, the, there is a quiet heroism to staying at home and not hanging out with these people and again talk about social media i get super frustrated being on instagram and looking at people's stories and you have like 12 people all hanging out in a fucking apartment and i'm just like jesus just just one one person and that's a full icu yeah 
I will say this for 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 at least for me. Um, now I know um, Katrina unfortunately has a position right now where she does have to continue to go into the office, which is partially why it's super important for us. And we we say to like we need to stay home. We do. We have to just stay home. We can't. Yeah. We can't go and like fuck around and and do whatever. We we can't go see. You know. Like, We've been so well behaved. I've been so well behaved. But, but I will I will say that this this is something that like one hundred percent like gets me to the point where I like I get really like peeved. Like mm-hmm. I love I love everyone. I understand that like you know but like, you know, if I when I see shit where people are like, Yeah, I'm going and chilling with like fuck what? <laughs> no. You, no one should be like going out and just chilling with friends right now. We can't. I, we're, we can't we literally can't <laughs> and it's like we can't because it's supposed to protect everybody else i agree like um with you that like you know we all are doing like we all have like this this responsibility to you know protect everybody else and to um you know work as a community to try to to level this and, and to to get this uh to get past this um but um I wanted to you. I wanted to hear some more. Like I wanted to hear some like braggadocia shit from you, and you didn't give it to me. So <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you. Like, listen, all the nurses that like the nurses that are working Lambos, every last one of them. Yeah, they need to get Lambos with the suicide doors. Uh, yo, <laughs> like this is this is bananas. I should be seeing. I should be seeing motherfuckers walking out. Of the out of a hospital in scrubs and pop it into a suicide door Lambo, <laughs> and and they should be able to speed home. And if if they're going past the speed limit and they're in that Lambo that has a license plate that says nurse for life, fucking let them go, <laughs> let them go. That's a solid plan. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm running. I've thought about that because like my my little badge that says you know Andrew Wambach RN, you know that that's a. That's power these days, man. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Sorry, I'm essential. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, I, I think oh, that, like literally, I, I, I am, I am baffled by the fact that we have people that do this job and are that like selfless and and allow their health to be put in jeopardy to to help the help the general public that. If you look at some of the stuff from the general public, you're like, wow, fuck you guys. Like, it's 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 marvelous. And, and, and I think I think you should acknowledge the fact that some of them aren't doing it for selfish selfless reasons. Some of them have to. Some they have, have to. to. Yes. They gotta do it to survive. They yes. gotta do it to keep that health insurance for their family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just put... like some grocery store workers. Exactly. Just like, some other... exactly. like you literally it's it's not like, oh, I'm working because I wanna, you know, up the... no. Some people are literally forced to work or they're fucked because we still expect, even though this whole thing is happening, people still have to pay rent and bills because mm-hmm. we live in this country and not other countries that deal with that kind of thing. But and the unemployment system right now is overwhelmed. Is working so, great, I, I... is doing real good, let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what are your choices? You wait a few weeks for $800 or um, you can get your CNA license in eight hours if you really want to. Um, that's a $15, $12.50 to $15 an hour job in a nursing home mm-hmm. um, pretty immediately. But 
you know, it, particularly New Jersey, if you pay attention to the nursing homes there, and you know my life, I have worked in nursing homes since I was 18. Um, that's crazy. I've been in healthcare for 10 years. Wow, we're old. Um, <laughs> woo, that's Speak for yourself, woo. I'm 12. So. <laughs> but, but yeah, the nursing homes are absolutely uh, frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, it, again, and those are a lot of people who don't get the recognition. I talked about the ICU nurses, but the nursing home nurses are also, uh, they, they're going into it. You've got immunocompromised elderly people inches away from one another. You know, when those places go up, they go up like wildfire. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I hate to pivot to, this is a, this is a very serious discussion. I understand it is horrifyingly serious. I'd like to pivot to something more fun because I find that we are now bumming everybody out. So uh, yes, absolutely. For the three of you still listening, we appreciate it. Hey, everybody that's still here, are bad on this one. We uh, <laughs> we know that we know that things aren't so uh, aren't so happy, and um, this is supposed to be like a happy thing, and we kind of fucked that up for you. But it's something you should know. Let's talk about something that we all should be excited about hamilton the film yo (laughs) the the original broadway cast that is coming out on disney plus july 3rd we are literally less than two months away from watching the original broadway cast do hamilton drew i'm gonna start with you how stoked are you so I saw it live, a uh, wonderful ex-girlfriend of mine, Morgan Swanson, shout out to you. Uh, yeah, got Morgan, the, you cool. Mor- no, Morgan's the best. Um, she got, like, the lottery tickets because um, she entered, like, three times a day for months. <laughs> um, and so she decided to take my ass. So got, getting to see it live for, like, 20 bucks, I was, like, blown away. And it was just the traveling show. Um, so to have these voices that you have listened to hundreds of hours of Lynn and David, just to have them, you know, that that's that's going to be powerful. Yeah. Can I just ask, uh, did Morgan, were you two together when she took you or were you not together? No. You were, so you were broken up and she took you? Yes, that's how generous this woman is. I, I 100%, I don't know, I'm sure she does not listen to this podcast. I think she might listen to this one because you're on it. But I would like to nominate her as the literal best ex-girlfriend in the world. <laughs> because that is, that is She's fucking bonkers. Uh, big ups to Morgan. Shout out. Way to fucking go. Um, <laughs> Katrina, how stoked are you on this? Pretty stoked. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to steal it. We're not going to buy Disney. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey, this is recorded. Yeah. And the Disney oh, Corporation no. is listening to everything. They don't screw around, man. They do not oh, fuck no. around. So, so yeah, we're going to yeah. get Disney Plus, And we're not going to, like, find this on a streaming website. So, like, don't worry about that. Yeah. But it's going to be pretty cool. And pay full price to our corporate overlords. Yes. Thank you, corporate overlords. Let me tell you something. You know one thing I love? It's Walt Disney. <laughs> I think he's a cool guy. And, like, fucking love him. No, yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be cool. Are you, what's the most, what's the thing that you're most excited to see? Like, you know that you know it from front to back. 
um, you know the specific songs that are like super awesome and and you know the ones that are like super heartfelt and make you cry and that kind of thing. What it, do you have like a num- a controversial opinion? Because again, I, I mentioned Lynn and David Diggs. Um, Jonathan Groff as KG3 mm. is something that I yeah. really enjoy. That's gonna be awesome. Um, so to to have him do the inflections and and the again I know we're purely audio but please know that I am doing exaggerating hand motions uh, to nobody. Um, <laughs> but I... yeah, yes, again, but the gesticulation of a KG three. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited. Yeah, we saw we saw a traveling show as well, and our King George is pretty great. But I'm definitely interested in seeing Groff. Groff's King George because that's I... a wonderful part of the show. So, so there there are things that I, I'm I'm very excited to see. One that I will say, and it's just on the same realm of this. Um, when they do um, the Reynolds pamphlet, mm. uh, Groff apparently he doesn't sing in that. But he like shows up in that. Well, and, so like, did our King George. So so yes. So I'm very excited to see Groff in that. Mm-hmm. Like just fucking around, throwing the pamphlet around. I'm so stoked for that. I'm I'm all over it. I'm in. Oh man, this is gonna be so oh. cool, guys. <laughs> this it, is gonna be so sick. It is, and it's something I really associate with you. I actually associate Twenty One Chump Street, which I think if anyone who's listening hasn't. YouTube 21 Chump Street, a YouTube musical also by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Please, please listen to it. Um, what the heck I, I gotta I, do to be with you? Oh. I hear that, and that's that's what I think of only one person. Oh. Um, I love uh, that's. I will say that that I link that very closely with you as well. Um, thank you. Like. I, I link that very closely with you, 21 Chump Street. By the way, any Alcoholics listener who likes um, Hamilton, who likes musicals, please go listen to 21 Chump Street. It is on YouTube. It's like, I want to say 15-ish minutes long, and it's fucking lovely. Oh, lovely. It's so cool. And it's about how, you know, undercover police officers go into a high school and really just kind of fuck over a, a smart trap. kid. In- they, yeah. They based based on a true story. Based on a true story. Some of it, obviously, they they changed a little bit, made it a little bit more dramatic. But um, yeah, fucking, it's great. It's great. NPR. This was like an um, what's his name? Ira Glass was a part of this. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Uh, Go do it. It's it's lovely. And then uh, just send snaps of yourself singing it to Drew. He'll love that. (laughs) I I legitimately do no sarcasm. Absolutely. Speaking kind of, of side tangent, yeah, um, yeah. I had a weekend away in a cabin with a certain Miss Erin O'Neill, and shout out to played... Erin. I fucking love her, by the way. Fucking love Erin. Oh man, if you're listening, Erin, love you so much. Go ahead. Um, and so we're in this cabin, and we're listening. I, one of the few things I have downloaded hard on my phone is Hamilton and Twenty One Chump Street. Uh, and so we listen to Twenty One Chump Street. And I have this lovely weekend away with this gorgeous young woman. And all I think about is singing with my friend Terrain. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so just know that you often plague me at inopportune times, my love. <laughs> I, I would think that would help, uh, yeah. the, get, get help, the, help the weekend flowing. go along that better. That the experience. Yeah. It, it did for me. I don't know about the other party. Yes. Aaron, also, I would like to say, again, love you very much. 
Um, hope you're listening. And Crystal says hi. <laughs> <laughs> Joke for four people. Everyone that's, else, that's go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, all right. I'm in a better mood now. All right, ah, you want me? Let's do this. Let's move on to. You know what? I just realized we like got like half an hour in. We have not discussed anything we were supposed to discuss. No. So let's get to the politics portion of this. Um. So let's start with the Wisconsin Supreme Court doing away with the stay-at-home order the wisconsin supreme court um voted uh voted to get rid of the extended stay-at-home order that governor tony evers um had um had they declared it unconstitutional sorry you're right they yes they declared it unconstitutional therefore getting rid of it right but they Um, didn't it's not like they voted to get rid that's well, they voted that it was unconstitutional. They voted to get rid of it. That's they declared that it was. They declared that it was unconstitutional. Yeah. Well, I mean, ha- I mean, it's not like they're a legislative body. That's all I'm saying. I mean, they. You're right. They're, they're acting like it. They, well, they act. They're a partisan body. Just they certainly are. Right, right. Um, they certainly are. They've been really cool, um, <laughs> including uh, not allowing uh, the Wisconsin governor to move the election and all sorts of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a fun quote from. One of the one of the judges. Can, right. Do you have that? I do have that. Um, so this is from uh, Justice Bradley um, on the Wisconsin I Supreme have the same Court. Thing written down. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll direct your attention to another time in history in the Korematsu decision, where the Supreme Court said the need for action was great and time was short, and that justified. And I'm quoting: assembling together and placing under guard all those of Japanese ancestry in assembly centers during World War II. So just to be clear, this uh, Wisconsin justice was comparing a stay-at-home order with the internment of the Japanese during World War II. (laughs) Uh, Where you get to stay at home and access the internet and play video games and do whatever you like, except to go outside. Same thing as rounding up everybody of a certain descent and placing them together in a prison camp. Yeah. I see this consistent, I, I want to call it kind of a conspiracy theory, maybe just tinfoil hat logic that um, one cannot rely on emergency powers forever, that mm-hmm. uh, this is an opportunity that uh, legislative bodies are taking to, to control you and they're never going to give these rights back. And... I, I have to think it, it's um, conspiracy theory thinking that, uh, and there, there's some comfort there too, that maybe someone is in control of the situation and it's exaggerated out of proportion so the government can seize emergency powers. But that's just a lie you're telling yourself. That, you know, I know it's comforting that someone has control, but it's not. You know, right. These things serve a real freaking purpose. And you're right, it's bipartisan. You know, conservative majority, 4-3 ruling, Republican legislators sued the governor, uh, Tony Evers, who's, who's a D. Yep. Like, it's hard not so to... Partisan, not, not bipartisan. I think I heard you say it's bipartisan. Partisan, partisan. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. We're no, getting into the alco of alcoholics, yeah, all right? Yeah. No, I get it. I, I, think I, I think there was one time where I kept saying 
um, Scott Wagner and and I kept getting him mixed up with someone else. Uh, Scott Walker. Scott Walker and Scott Wagner, I think, uh, former governor of um, Wisconsin, hilariously, Scott Wa- uh, Scott Wa- Scott Walker. <laughs> and, <Not that. laughs> it's happening again. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's um, just kind of like very clear that the the um, judicial branch of um, Wisconsin is uh, clearly very, very right wing in, yeah. in the sense that they're trying to do whatever they can to um, support whatever could potentially, um, you know, help um, a help a uh, Republican Trump administration, mm-hmm. whether it be forcing people to go to the polls, even though, um, according to, I believe, New York Magazine, all those fuckers were able to vote remotely. Um, yeah, yeah, or, they held this, they yeah. this remote. Right, right, right. They don't have to go to, uh, like, they don't have to all get together in one place and, and do what they're asking everybody else to do. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're different. They're judge. Well, fuck them. Um, like, it is, it is, it, it's bananas that, that that's happening itself, but also, that has major health ramifications for the state. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, immediately after this order happened, the bars were packed in Wisconsin. The photos are astonishing. Just the amount of human bodies that are packed close together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all went to college together, and I, I honestly can't imagine a, a, uh, a hardware-type situation oh. happening ever. Yeah, and and man, it, it's that it's just bodies from wall to wall. Yeah, it it's scary. I mean, a lot of Wisconsin's already not a very healthy state. Whoa! So... Hang on, what do you mean? Like cheese curds? Cheese <laughs> is great. For you, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're definitely. I think is already like kind of a, a the health issue in Wisconsin with like obesity and and stuff like that. So that's a big. Uh, pre-existing condition that causes a lot of harm. Other health problems. Yeah, yeah, especially with corona. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to quote what Governor Evers said. Um, um, He said that we're the Wild West. There's no restrictions at all across the state of Wisconsin, so at this point in time, there is nothing that's compelling people to do anything other than having chaos here. Um, Which is true. It's it's just... I can't argue, yeah. Yeah. I also... Before we recorded, I did ask Katrina to misquote him on purpose because I thought it would be funnier if he called it the Wild Wild West. Um, but she she chose to be intellectually honest. I'm a professional. I know, which is I think a big pile of bullshit, but whatever. <laughs> um, that's that's crazy. That that is that is to me insane. Like the fact that it is just it is just they can like just go wherever. Everyone pack in at one time. There's no any sort of restrictions. That's that's bananas. I just feel terrible for the elderly, for the disabled, for the healthcare workers in the state of Wisconsin, who are the ones who are actually going to have to deal with the ramifications of all this. Yeah, another a already overstretched healthcare system is going to receive an insurmountable burden. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. This is a marathon, uh, not a sprint. And so to tax them perpetually for months at a time, you're, you're not just going to see a loss of materials like PPE, but the burnout and, let's be honest, post-traumatic stress yeah. of healthcare workers, man. It, it, I'm, I'm not envious. 
Yep. What what do we think the the potential um, precedent it sets for other states? Do we think that other states might try to follow suit and have um, you know like their their conservative judicial uh, judicial branch um, end any sort of any sort of restrictions that are happening for businesses or you know stay at home orders like the state itself? I think it's. Um... PA um, it's sort of a similar state, whereas and we have a Republican legislature, Democratic governor, the Republicans are fighting against the stay-at-home orders. They actually did bring a case to our Supreme Court, um, and it was our stay-at-home order was declared constitutional. Um, so it's that's interesting. I don't. I think our. Do you court... think it's because? Do you think part of it's because PA is I want to say one of the top five or five to seven states with COVID cases? I don't think that should play into whether or not it's constitutional or not. Oh, no, I understand, um, but but Wisconsin might be, you know, the the court of, like, let's be clear, it's only possible that, that the Wisconsin court, um, you know, is going about it in more of a partisan way rather than a, rather than a judicial way. Mm-hmm. So they might literally be saying, like, well, you know, we're not up there with the cases like everybody else. So we don't actually need this, whereas maybe more conservative judges in, in PA's court would see we're like top fucking five. Or well, top... I believe we have a liberal majority court. I you're, might be wrong. Right. Am I right about that? I, I, you're right. I think I, I know that I know that we. Yeah, I don't know. what I don't know what the makeup of the court is. I'm not going to lie. Guys, here at Alcoholics, we like to be honest about things we don't know. <laughs> I don't know the makeup of the PA Supreme yeah. Court. I do think for like any other states in a similar position where they have a Democratic governor, um, and I think they're f- they're gonna let the Republican governors do whatever orders they want to because that doesn't play into their narrative. Especially our battleground states with Democratic governors are gonna see these cases coming to the Supreme Court yeah. of their state for sure. So it just depends on on what the court's makeup is and if they have a political agenda or if they're actually thinking about what's best for the people of the state. Well, we can only hope that people are actually thinking of what's best for the people of the state, mm. but I, I find that we all tend to, not we all, um, politicians, and let's be clear, Supreme Court justice, state Supreme Court justices tend to be more politicians. Right, because they're elected. Elected. <laughs> um, <laughs> tend to be more um involved with partisan actions rather than um greater good actions Mm -hmm. but who knows maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong um but you're talking about like setting a precedent and uh katrina mentioned you know pa have had lawsuits kansas and michigan as well and in those circumstances you know the supreme court has gone on the side of the governor and has uh said these are constitutional and Again, God bless continuing stay-at-home orders. Uh, But the thing with Wisconsin is, um, so on the state level, of course, it was declared unconstitutional, but Milwaukee, like the city itself, extended stay-at-home orders uh, and prohibited bars and restaurants from opening. Madison and Green Bay had similar things going on. And so I think that's what I'm seeing, and I'm frustrated with everyone else, is that on a state level, here are the rules. Um, Well, let's, let's bring it up even further. On the federal level, we're receiving this message. On a state level, we're receiving a different message. And then our municipalities 
are giving us completely other orders. Yeah. And so the, the buck is being passed down the line from the top of the chain. That's and there doesn't seem to be, you're right, there's no like, there's no like uniform, uh, there's no uniform uh, uh, way that things should be, like, like, they don't, they're not putting it out there like everyone should handle it this way. Uh, and there are mixed messages with it. Well, like, let's be clear, the current president of the United States um, has called for the opening of um, Virginia. Uh, sorry, let me, sorry. He's called for the liberation of Virginia, of Michigan, of Pennsylvania. But he doesn't call for the liberation of Ohio, which is under a Republican governor and still has strict uh strict stay-at-home orders mm -hmm. um because that fucking governor is taking it seriously uh, hasn't called for it for massachusetts which has larry hogan a republican governor who is still being like like having strict orders about you know that kind of like like it Gee, is... do you do you think you know why that's happening i can't put my finger on it i just I, and I, I thought about it. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's very clear that, the, like, COVID-19 has become, like, a fucking partisan issue, which is insane. It's, it's not a fucking partisan issue. There should be no, like, left or right fight about COVID. But it fucking, uh, uh, you know, one side's, like, it's not even happening because the president of the United States in its infancy said, no, this is a democratic hoax. Like this is stupid. It's stupid that we're having this conversation at all. In my opinion, it, the, the fight is going on in other countries as well. However, it does look differently. Uh, of course, perhaps Sweden fucked up. I can't believe Sweden fucked up. <laughs> It's the Swedes, let's be real. I mean, I was actually going to mention Boris Johnson, but yeah, let's talk about the Swedes. Oh, yeah, uh, no, we can talk about Boris Johnson, that fucking moron, but here's the thing. I more expect Boris Johnson to be an idiot. I legitimately thought this, the, the, I didn't, I couldn't, I, when I found out the Swedish government just didn't take this seriously, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't think they didn't take it seriously. I think their plan from the start is, eh, everybody should just be infected, and then we see who survives. <laughs> They're really going for herd immunity. That's what they've said yes. their plan is, but it was uh, a bad plan. It's not working so great. That's that's a bad plan. Yeah. You know how many human beings have to die? Like Yeah. It, this is Joseph Stalin five year plan level thinking of like, all right, how many millions of lives do we need to sacrifice to industrialize my fucking country? Yeah. Well, I mean there <laughs> are there are protesters out there saying how many millions of grandmas have to die so I can get a haircut. So Listen. Listen. Same thing, right? I need to get my nails done, okay? And I don't, I don't care, give a shit if your grandma dies. I don't care if your great grandma fucking passes away. Who cares? Like, I, my nails need to look fresh. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Like, the, and just to be clear, these are pro-life people. Yes. Like, listen, we're pro-life. We want you to birth that baby, but like. Then get your ass back to the salon because I need a motherfucking haircut. But, like, the logic of that, like, once you are stopped being productive, once you are a parasite on society, once you are a pensioner, 
once you are retired on Medicare, Medicaid, you are no longer useful. Your only use is to get to the slaughterhouse and use your blood and meat to oil the machinery of capitalism. Yep. Yeah, once you're stop being useful, go fucking die. And in leftist circles, we used to be like behind closed doors. They used to say that, you know, once you stop being useful, you just want to fucking roll over and die. And then I'm hearing the capitalists say this very openly. And I'm yeah. like, what? It's not behind closed doors anymore. It's uh, in front of TV cameras. And that person saying it is the lieutenant, sorry, is the governor of Texas, Dan Patrick. Who's <laughs> like, listen, <laughs> you guys, listen, some of your grandmas are going to die, but we need them to die for the economy. What? This is a Marxist nightmare. Honestly, I think you're being generous with this interpretation that they care about anybody's usefulness to society. I think it's literally, as long as it's not me mm-hmm. or, and gen- again, being generous, my immediate family. My grandma. I, they, don't, they just don't care. They yeah. just don't care as long as it's not them. It's just purely selfishness. Yeah. The foundation of the ideology is self-preservation and nothing else yeah and they don't even care like they just think they're immune from it so it's not even like self-preservation it's just like it's fine well they are. i don't care if you die i'll so, be fine so it's almost like teenager mentality of invulnerability yeah yeah yes. i can survive oh my goodness i never it's thought about enough. it that way but that is actually very accurate where it's literally just like a bunch of like a bunch of people acting like, you know, like teenagers that are like, I'm fucking invincible. And it's like, you're not. Like, fucking, you're not. Well, I think you'll <laughs> notice that most of these people are white. Right. So they've gone through their entire life thinking they'll be fine. So. Which, at this, <laughs> for the most part, they have been. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Things have been going pretty well for them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's move, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's worth noting that, like, South Korea and the U.S. had their first, uh, had their first positive, I think, on the same day. South Korea instituted mass testing. South Korea has eclipsed us in, in their ability to handle the situation, and we look like fools. We are literally just a a large like a large population of dummies that like we keep saying oh we have this many cases because we have way more people and i understand that thought process but when you look at the actions of each individual country you can see specifically we chose to do nothing we for for weeks for weeks our leadership was this is fake the democrats made this up and it's their new form of impeachment versus the the south korean government saying we're gonna test the fuck out of everybody the people who test positive we're gonna keep quarantined and and like like they it, it is it is bananas the difference and you is, and i are not you know, these great political analysts. No, uh, I disagree. I'm a fucking amazing Despite what we may think of ourselves. I am incredible at political analysts. Can I, can listen, 
I called President Hillary Clinton, so I'm pretty fucking good at this. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've supported some pretty bad campaigns myself. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you, you and I are not, the three of us uh, aren't, aren't privy to any secret knowledge. Um, but what you just said really speaks to the how the world views the United States. Um, I, we've been slipping as this beacon of hope uh, in internationality, I would argue, since Vietnam um, and the multiple massacres that have occurred there. But I think this only further cements uh, our, our slipping as a world leadership. Um, and I really applaud um, Angela Merkel because this is me talking and we're under an hour and I haven't mentioned Germany. Uh, so that's a problem. Um, and the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Jacinda... Jacinda. Jacinda. Yeah? Jacinda. Anyway. Jacinda. Uh, <laughs> side note, that that the, the leadership of, of the world and the countries that have been succeeding in dealing with us... Sorry, I, um, I, do, I do apologize. I do apologize for cutting you off. Um, there was a game that was happening that you didn't know about in fact no one but myself knew about because i didn't tell you i didn't tell anybody um i was to play a rap air horn every time you mentioned germany or spoke in german or did any sort of german stuff and uh (laughs) i I forgot literally not gonna lie literally forgot about the game because you just didn't say anything it was i was baffled and then and then here we go so Continue, but congratulations. I, I would like to say you... <laughs> Alright, um, I could sing to you in German. By the way, because you distracted me, uh, today Bundesliga did open. They had their first set of games. I am happy to report Dortmund beat Schalke 4-0. Tomorrow we get to see Bayern versus Berlin. I look forward to hear your commentary on that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's going to be... I do, a, I do a sports podcast, and that's like all we talk about. I mean, Dortmund's looking great. I'm, of course, I'm a Bayern fan. Uh, you know, uh, Gladbach got a win today. That's amazing. All oh, right. <laughs> oh, man. Once the World floodgates leadership. open, World... once the floodgates open, they never close. <laughs> world leadership during COVID. And I really think that highlights America slipping as a world power. And I applaud Germany and New Zealand for their strength and resolve, again, particularly Angela Merkel's position to lead the EU. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Let's move to our um, more uh, federal topic, which... What? No, hang on. I mean, you missed the last topic in that. Oh, Pete, oh, we're going to talk about Pennsylvania. Yeah. Fine. Mike, I thought we sort of come, I thought we sort of talked a little Not bit about Not at all. No, we didn't even talk about No. Nope. Okay. You want to, you go ahead and do it then, you bastard. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, the PA is doing a phased approach to reopening county by county, region by region, et Which, again, is not right. We should just be open. And we should all be able to go into whatever building we want to all together at one time. Yes, because me in Bucks County and you in Columbia County have the exact same life. Yes. Thank you. I mean, thank you. Right. So uh, (laughs) I think we're up to like, uh, oh, God, I don't know the number, but like 
30 to 40 counties that are set to be moving to phase yellow yes um or already have um so before governor wolf made his announcement on friday about the new counties there were a bunch of counties that decided to go rogue and say we're moving to yellow whether you like it or not governor wolf um <laughs> including our county columbia yes, county columbia you like that Bloomsburg, yeah baby. included schuylkill county beaver county uh, Lebanon County, Lancaster County, Dauphin County, Berks County, uh, counties that vary widely in the number of cases they have and the ability to address them. Um, so most counties backed down after Governor Wolf issued a strong statement um, where he called them cowards and selfish. Yes, he called them cowards, and he also said they would get less stimulus. Funding. Yes, Is that correct? he did say um, that CARES funding... Um, would not be directed to any counties who failed to follow the uh, guidelines set in force by the governor and um, businesses that chose to reopen, like restaurants and, and bars, would lose said, their licenses. Yes. Oh, he also said, um, and this is the quote um, for all the counties who open and all the businesses who open without permission, your mom's a hoe. <laughs> I, I was there, yes. Yeah, so, yeah he that's said exactly it. what he said. He said it. He said it. Um, so most counties back down. Columbia said, if you don't choose us for next week, we're opening. And luckily he chose us. Um, so we are set to go to yellow. Luckily for whom? I mean, our citizens who would be getting I, funding. I was just going to ask that. What's yeah. the logic between, unless Wolf says that they can move to yellow on the 22nd of, of May, then they're just going to go to yellow anyway? What? difference does the does columbia county think seven days is gonna do yeah that was my, that was a big problem i had i i, I thought that like, i think it was just a threat i honestly. think we i think we really were like we want to go do our thing and we don't like that the that the federal sorry that the, the state government stopping us when we should be let local governments decide because local governments are are more in tune with what's going on locally so they should get to pick what's going on when really they have an agenda which literally for some of them um who have conservative leader leadership mm -hmm. is uh, our economy is more important than human lives right. um which i think Col uh, columbia made very clear in their fun zoom meeting um <laughs> where they decided that where the county commissioners decided that they were going to by the way one of our county commissioners wasn't that motherfucker like he was stuck on a cruise on a ship cruise ship got quarantined and still voted for this so yes. fuck off rich ridgeway yeah our former landlord <laughs> our former landlord <laughs> and our current pest fuck you. really yeah yeah yep. oh yeah yeah by wow the way, by the way his um his significant other is fucking dope she was cool she was cool yeah yeah no no yeah. no uh no no ill will towards her but like rich ridgeway you're a fucking idiot and i just like you um personally because of <laughs> so, so anyway columbia didn't end up going rogue um but lebanon county and lancaster county still decided they don't give a shit they're reopening they're yes. going to yellow um so what do what do we think the ramifications of that lancaster county is pretty close to philly and does not have a good case count let's also point out that lancaster county is like it has lancaster is that correct Yes. So, so <laughs> yes, that's, that's correct. So that's a bunch of funding. Like that's mm -hmm. not a small place. No, it's so, a big city. Yes. <laughs> I let's. Can we just real quick? I knew Lancaster <laughs> was in Lancaster County. I was doing it for the point of this that, that I was making. Sure, 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 sure. 
we, yeah. we don't judge you. We, we don't judge you. I, I judge him. I'm gonna quit I do this judge. podcast. Uh, no, but like that's a that's a huge chunk of funding that they are going to miss out on because they yeah. decided that that they were going to overstep the the state government. Um, it, it is it is unreasonably dumb. It has no like it's not necessary. No. Nope. Like, uh, I, firstly, can we can we all agree? that opening in phases is like the most reasonable uh reasonable right like it's 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 unbelievably reasonable and it's very data driven like yes they're using carnegie mellon to run analysis on a bunch of different factors including how how many cases are increasing and and do we have the hospital capacity to address it and is it very likely that um, if we reopen, the cases are going to increase even more. Like, yes. there's a bunch of different factors they're using to make these determinations, but they don't. The, the they don't care. The one guideline uh, was fewer than 50 positive cases per 100,000 residents right. for 14 days. Mm-hmm. That's not a. That's not a crazy metric. That's not insurmountable. Um, but it's it's super clear. Like like this is the number we want for 14 days. It's not some vague wishy washy. You know, like maybe it's there's there's clear numbers and clear guidelines, which again only furthers my idea that you know the the power grab of of the uh, the government here is is really bullshit because we have clear clear guidelines. What exactly but, is Governor but, Wolf getting out of this? That's yes, what I don't understand. What is his power grab? Paying oh, like, more unemployment out? I don't. Oh know. man, you know how the you know how the state government loves to pay out money to. They've had to hire so many unemployment like specialists yes. to work for this. They're, Let's be we're clear. Paying Let's a lot be of clear. money. Let's be clear. And, and I, I, I don't. I'm not going to speak for you. I'm going to speak for me. I'm a state worker. I know pretty well that the state doesn't like giving us stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like to the point where they're like, "Do you guys want to not take lunch?" Like they were. They are very okay with like throwing random horrible shit at us. Like, that's the state government. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think there's any sort of power grab. By the way, I have a big reason to, like, not like this administration. And I still fucking do. Because, overall, I think that they're definitely trying to, like, mitigate the deaths that happen in our fucking state. Which I think is pretty cool. I think it's pretty dope that <laughs> Tom Wolf is trying to, you know, not kill everybody. Mm-hmm. But... Some of our more Republican uh, uh, citizens in the state are like, why can't he be more like Dan Patrick and be willing to sacrifice you and your grandmother for the economy? And I say, no, I'm not into that. <laughs> I, I, I will say that the uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania Department of Health website is fucking awesome. Whoever is in charge of their user interface, whoever's in charge of updating their information, is awesome. Um, yeah, I check it every day. I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say March and April. I checked the PA Department of Health every day, but that just became mentally uh, too taxing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so today was the first time I visited the Department of Health of PA, and as well as Wisconsin's Department of Health website uh, <laughs> ever. Uh, I had to write the word Milwaukee, perhaps for the first time ever in my life. Thank you. Drew, uh, spell Milwaukee right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 
I, I, I want you and the people who know me personally to know that I can, like, spell German words that are, like, 40 letters long. But Milwaukee doesn't follow rules, clearly. <laughs> no, no word. There's, there's a second L in there. There's not a second L, Terrain. Where's the... Milwaukee! There's a second L! No, there is no. There is no second L in Milwaukee. Where's... Milwaukee. Where's Milwaukee? Alright, alright. But, 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 I was gonna bring up a point of, um... So, all 67 counties in Pennsylvania has positive COVID cases. We're talking, like, Potter County. Tioga. Like, the... The, the reaches of nowhere yeah. um, have positive cases. But there is a significant difference where I am talking to you right now, Bucks County, uh, 4,391 positive cases, 421 dead as of the 16th. Um, and Columbia County, 336. So I, I just said close to 4,500 in Bucks, and then 336 in Columbia positive cases, and then 33 deaths in Columbia. I'm not saying your situation isn't serious, but Columbia versus us who are closer to Philadelphia and these major population centers, it's just such a different game. There have to be different rules for me than there is for you. Right, but but what they what they do specifically was it was per like X amount of people. It wasn't like Right, but I think what you're saying is that it's okay for a smaller county with much less cases to be reopened before some somewhere like Bucks. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Which is correct, which is yeah. what which is what Which is what we're doing. Which is what we're doing. Which is what the government the guidelines are correct because they're per right, right. capita, not yeah. per yeah. My my apologies, yes. I, I think I, I think I was like <laughs> yeah, no, I think I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It, it's 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 absolutely correct. You, you we can't treat Philadelphia County the same way we treat Bradford County. Like they're not the same. Um Montgomery Shout out to County. What's that? Shout out to our listeners from Bradford County. Yeah, shout out to the zero listeners from Bradford County, baby. <laughs> I don't think I have anyone from Bradford. I I, I just moved on to beer four, so uh this this is <laughs> Go I mean, listen, off the rail for the let's get, by the way, you need to come back when we do another power hour. We did a power hour and it was silly. It was silly. It, was it started off well and then just devolved into a bunch of talk about just nonsense. I don't remember the last half of the podcast. No, no. In fact, we got so drunk that we went to a Zoom party afterwards and just kept whispering Totinos into the microphone. Totinos. <laughs> we just kept, like, literally, whenever anyone was doing anything, we just kept whispering Totinos, Totinos. into the microphones. <laughs> We're never going to be allowed to that uh, to a party with those people again. No. <laughs> did did uh, Mr. Voorhees just wander away? Uh, no. no, he came with us. Voorhees was there. He 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 brought us. <laughs> he was we were his plus one what? <laughs> um before, should we talk about the white house staffers getting rona that's, yeah, that's literally what we were going to talk about he is well ahead of us but before we talk about the white house staffers um that have tested positive for corona um i would like to ask you you are i want to say at the very least at the debate episode of the west wing um, have, you, have you finished the series yet? I I am seven episodes away from finishing. That is one thing I've done during quarantine. 
is I have started a show that ran for seven years, and I have com nearly completed it in two months. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, sometimes shows happen for seven years, and then you're like, I can get this done in a <laughs> like a two-month period. It, it's really embarrassing when I say it aloud, but I, I really fell in love with the story, and, and I think I fell in love with the characters, um, which is why I'm not super into season seven, because we are... Um, I mean, we've talked about this before. The, the most excellent part of Washington's career was his last. Um, and so it, I'm not ready to say goodbye to Bartlett. And here I am with Matt Santos and uh, Arnold Vinick. Yeah. And and you're not ready to say hello to either of them? You're not? I I, I mean, here's, you're, you're bound to... Um, I like both. I like Texas Democrats, and I have that for chance of liking California Republicans like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, it doesn't help that Arnold Vinick is played by Alan Alda, who MASH is part of the reason why I'm an RN. There's, really? There's no way, absolutely. I'm going to say my scouting career and the television show MASH heavily influenced my career. I honestly, I didn't know that you were a, that you were a big MASH fan. Uh, yeah, man. I will say this. Alda is in the show in that, in that season he is so unbelievably like he's likable. He's such a likable Republican, which is yeah. why like when they watch when when like um Bartlett watches his like RNC speech, they're like, "Well, we got to go get this motherfucker." Like it's it's hard. It's he is he is definitely someone you were like, "Oh, that guy's that guy could win. He should be able to win." He stands by his principles. Um the party bosses pretty much try to force him into a conservative uh, Christian evangelical Republican role. Which that he, we picked, he picked a conservative Christian evangelical as his running mate. Which I I like, I'm going to call them Reagan Republicans, fiscal Republicans, uh, more than I like evangelicals, mostly because yeah. I think that the, the Reagan Republicans are more apt to compromise and to dealing. But when you, someone deals with, and this is my personal opinion, uh, perversion of my faith, uh, it, they're very hard to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who, so, do, you, do you have like a, before we go, before we're gonna move to the, do you have a favorite character from, I do. from the series? I, I, I do, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the question back at you like a bad guess. Um, who do you think I like? Okay, so I think based on you, there are a number of people that you could like. I'm gonna give you my my guess of who I think you like first, but I would like okay. to also, but I would like to also pepper it with people that I think that you also very much enjoyed. So yes, I think that your favorite character is C.J. Craig. She is unbelievably um incredible at her job um she is brilliant she is marvelous and she is played by the incomparable Allison Janney so i think that's my guess people that i think that you also could have put in that um one Josh Lyman i think Bradley Whitford plays this character who is like in his i want to say like 40s or 50s like to no. me or what do you think he is he's definitely 30s 30s sorry but 
I think he plays it like a kid. He is like a kid in a candy store. Um, when he when he is portraying that character, I love him. I think he is he is brilliant and fun. And I also, um, though I don't, I know this is not the answer. I think that you loved Ainsley Hayes. Yeah, I did. You did. I knew you did. That the 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 Republican who worked in the in the um, Bartlett Bartlett administration opposed the ERA. She is still like such a fun, awesome character. And I and her her back and forth with Sam Seaborn. I bet you fucking loved that. Great dialogue there. Yes. Uh, many people have come. This is gonna sound self-aggrandizing, but like. Uh, once I brought up a show the Western people were like, yeah, you give me a Josh Lyman vibe. Yeah. And I'm like, I, that's, that's a high compliment because Josh is uh, my favorite character. Uh, but you're right, CJ. I, and you, you know me. I just I have a thing about strong, powerful women. Oh, God. She's so good at what she does. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help that she's like six foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> what was uh what was it what was what was the thing that she did in the first season i can't remember what it was we'll we'll keep going i'll look it up but um she does uh that one dance that she does or not the dance like she does like a, a like a spoken word thing yes yeah but i can't remember what it was called specifically and that hurts me because i should know let's move on <laughs> while i look this up <laughs> let's move on to um, what the jackal. The jackal. Yeah. I'm the, like, I know it's a fucking cat or yes, something. The jackal. <laughs> and like all of like like literally all of like the White House staffers are like, we need to get in there. She's gonna do the jackal. You <laughs> the jackal. <laughs> like fucking Richard Schiff playing played by like like fucking playing Toby was just like like who is just like a sad sack sort of sort of. Um, he's yeah. either very sad or extremely angry. <laughs> um, like. He's like, I'm not going to miss the jackal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we've had multiple White House staffers that tested positive for COVID-19. But we also, with that, um, sorry, did you? I was just going to say who they were. Good. Yeah, the the president's valet, um, which does not mean driver. um, And the... uh, Archer taught us that. Valid. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Okay. He said that in the. I listen. You might not get this. The, the president's valet is like his body Charlie. Man. Body man. Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie. Charlie. Yes. <laughs> oh. Last thing. Yeah. Um. So. So You're he's always. You're a company boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's always bringing. He brings food to the president. He attends to his like personal needs, sorts of things. The president so, helps him fill out his taxes and then says, "You owe the government money." <laughs> you eventually date the president's daughter. Um, Your Dulé yeah. Hill, you know. <laughs> yeah. So somebody who has a lot of contact with the president, um, and the press secretary for Mike Pence, who is also Steve Miller's wife. Cool. So those were the what? two. Yep. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I, I didn't. I didn't know the, the part about like Steve story. Miller's wife. Yeah, that super racist guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you His mean wife. The, the guy? His wife is Mike Pence's press secretary. The the guy who the guy who decided that he was gonna run cross country to prove he can run better than women when he was in when he was in when he was in high school slash college. I, I have such a hard time believing that story. I I just oh, can't imagine. It. It's true though. <laughs> like he said that it was true. <laughs> like that's the problem. The story is true. 
he fucking corroborated the story. So I think the important... no embarrassment, like, yeah, of course I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, he's a real terrible guy. I'm better than women. Look at me. I mean, I look like a serial killer from... Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, I look like Voldemort. You look like Voldemort. I look like Voldemort's son, not cool Voldemort. (laughs) He looks like he belongs in an SS uniform, I'll be honest. (laughs) Yeah, he looks like SS Voldemort. Go ahead. Just, I just, there are people who've had very close access to both the president and the vice president testing positive for COVID-19. Um, how, and, and so, so we know that because of this, the president and the vice president know how important it is to wear masks and to, <laughs> uh-oh, you're laughing. Is that not correct? Is that not how they've been behaving? No. What do you mean? Please explain masks, to me. Dog. They don't wear masks. <laughs> Why do you think they're not wearing masks? Because they're tough guys. Fucking cheese. <laughs> they need to look strong. They're so tough. Yeah. They're the fucking toughest. Going into hospitals, not wearing masks. They literally Going go into medical supply facilities, medical not wearing supplies masks. Of, literally, these dumb motherfuckers go through, like, tours of, like, medical supply facilities. You know, the places where they make masks. Yeah. Or where they make, like, all sorts of shit. And they're like... I don't need one. Like, it, it's it's clearly... Or was it the Mayo Clinic that yes, Pence was at? Yes, the Mayo Clinic. Pence was at the Mayo Nobody Clinic. Nobody told him he needed to wear one. The Mayo Clinic put out a tweet. I know. And they then, deleted and it. And then deleted the tweet saying we told him he had to wear one. Um, but It's the Mayo Clinic. If you can't trust the experts of the Mayo Clinic to make healthcare decisions, who the fuck do you think you are? I would like to say this. I saw this joke and I, I, I'm not... I, I'm, I don't... I can't correctly attribute it because i don't remember where specifically it came from but i want to make sure that they, everyone knows it's not mine but um the joke was if mike pence uh if someone told mike pence that someone was uh, that a patient was gay at the mayo clinic he would have worn a mask i, I do oh, oh. <laughs> like 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 legitimately that, these that motherfuckers have no these motherfuckers have no problem uh putting others lives at risk and honestly, but 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 of the problem not. is those dummies don't understand they're putting their own lives at risk. You don't walk around the Mayo Clinic without a fucking mask on. Are you crazy? They're immune. They're I, I, not. Mike Jesus. They think that they're fucking Jesus immune. Jesus will not protect Mike Pence from COVID. <laughs> Finger crossed. Oh, so so they're I, all right. Multiple side tangents. Um, there is a adage, um, this is not biblical. This is, this is side to the Bible of, um, a gentleman, his house is flooding. Um, but he says, no, the Lord will save me. Um, I I feel like I I, I talked to you about this recently. Yeah, exactly. So, so he gets to the roof and, you know, um, a boat comes by, come on, this is it. And he says, no, the Lord will save me. A second boat comes by. No, the Lord will save me. Eventually, a helicopter comes, and he says, no, the Lord will save me. And eventually, he drowns and gets to heaven, and God tells him. Well, and then the guy's, guy's frustrated. He's upset. Lord, I, I put my faith in you. Why didn't you save me? And, of course, God says, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. And I often feel that way about these people who rely on their faith versus relying on science, is mm-hmm. that... Um, if you are a person of faith, you know, you are given these tools 
you know, the, the Lord pro Providence has provided you with the, the greatest medical experts in the world, like, like Dr. Fauci. Do not ignore his warning because you think you know better. Uh, rely not on your own understanding, Terrain. Whoa. <laughs> Me? But also, let's let's be clear. Um, uh, I feel like I think that that can be answered for um, Mike Pence, who believes, I guess, that the Lord will not allow him to be harmed in any way because he's destined to become president or whatever. That's fine. The current president has, thinks he's God. The <laughs> the current president has no real belief in any of this. Except himself. He believes... The highest power is yeah. himself. The highest yeah. power is him. I mean, he's like, look, the Bible's cool, but have you read Art of the Deal, which I have not written? Um, he also is like, I mean, like, guys, you know what's a cool thing? Two Corinthians. Now, there wasn't one. They had to do two of them. <laughs> the, the sequel. Uh, th this guy is, like, legitimately putting himself does he not know his age bracket does he not know the the um uh you've thrown a lot of facts out fuck you're right <laughs> never mind let me just knock this off and those are just fake news i know even though they've also come out of his mouth but right that doesn't apply to him they've come out of his mouth they've come out of the mouth of because the he's a god and 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 drew i do love that you i love that you name dropped dr fauci because we love dr fauci the doctor dr fauci is literally um, someone who will go out and just kind of say, yeah, this is the case. Um, but uh, as Rand Paul told us, Dr. Fauci is not the end all be all. Um, so Yeah, he's an op ophthalmologist, so he knows what no, he's talking about no. when it comes to infectious disease. Be because because Rand Paul, uh, the fucking idiot, is like, oh, uh, while I wait for my COVID test, I should go swimming and <laughs> breakfast with a bunch of fucking people. I fucking hate Rand Paul. Can we just real quick? That, he's a physician. He's yeah. Dr. Rand he's Paul. A doctor. He's an eye doctor. He knows better. You're right. You're right. He's an eye doctor. So he's not really a doctor. <laughs> Hear that, everybody who's an eye doctor? Send your hate mail to... Uh, fuck, I can't think of a fake email address right now. <laughs> can't think of one that, that sounds... No, but but he's he's literally... he's a He's a doctor. He should... hot, hot take, I, I trust eye doctors over chiropractors any day. Oh, no, that's a, fair. chiropractor. I don't, I eye doctors actually go to medical school. So. I thought that I was a chiropractor. I'm pretty sure I could be one. And um, I'm kidding for everybody who listens and is a chiropractor. I don't know. Guys, I'm just trying to keep I'm not. Audience. I'm trying to keep our audience. <laughs> um, like, what? What? So, what, so there what are, has are, to are, happen? No, can I just... What has to happen in the White House... Like in the White House for these motherfuckers to like take this seriously, right? There, there is there is no cost too high. Um, so I have two rationales here, and I, I believe they're both true in part. Um, of course, the president is concerned about the hypocrisy of presenting that the virus is waning, that we can open up the country, that we have gone through the worst of this, that cases are not rising, uh, and then the virus is shutting down the White House. That's contradictory information. So, of course, he's very, very reluctant to present that. However, uh, propaganda is inherently 
uh, contradictory. Uh, you know, again, Germany. The Jews are weakening the state, but also the Jews control all the jobs. Well, right. what's, what, what, what's the truth there? The Mexicans want to take all your jobs, also the Mexicans are lazy. Propaganda is inherently contradictory. Right. Um, but there's this other part of the inability to wear the mask and inability to show a concern about what if they get the disease, because that is a show of weakness uh, in, in their perspective. Uh, because fascism relies so much on the machismo, like, uh, you know, Mussolini in particular relied heavily on that, I am the muscle man, I am the one in charge, and I think Trump relies on a lot of that fascist machismo of I am the leader, I know the best, there's no one better than me, and that pure masculine energy doesn't want to yield to the mask, even right. though I think uh, a real man, as it were, would um, recognize the inherent risk and wear the goddamn mask, because wearing a mask doesn't make you feminine. And um, honestly, there's polling data that shows that men don't want to wear masks because it makes them feel weaker. Like, that's polling. That's that's literally something that exists that, like... like we have data to support that. They believe, they believe that, like, oh, masks make me look like I'm a, like, like I'm a baby. And I'm not a baby. I'm a tough man. I'm a man. I'm a tall man. I'm a tough, I'm a tough, tall man. I'm 5'10 on Tinder, so like, you know, I'm 5'10. Even though we're all, we're all 5'9. Hey, 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 I'm like, you know, look, 5'8 on Tinder, 5'7 in real life. We exist. Really? Oh man, alright. I'm like, <laughs> I'm 5, I'm 5, I'm not telling you guys, I'm 6'4. And you should listen yeah. to this podcast <laughs> because I'm tall as shit and I'm fucking great. <laughs> Tell me about your six-pack abs. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I will after I buy them and install them. It'll be great. <laughs> Who's going to fact check you, Train? Who's going to fact check Who's going to fact check me? No one's, a, to be fair, there's someone sitting across from me. You can't see because we're not here because we're not allowed to do that. Um, But uh, there's someone that's here that, like, is giving me a look that's like, you're not five, ten, which is bullshit because I am because I got them to say it on my driver's license. <laughs> They'll just take whatever you say on your driver's license. Then I should have been 6'7". Okay. Guys, I'm Detlef Schrempf. I am... <laughs> I'm so tall, you wouldn't believe how tall I am. Um... I guess, I mean, I mean, we, we know that, we know that the uh, Trump administration, including um, Pence as the vice president... Um, we know that they're not going to show this as like something that is something that should be taken seriously, right? Like they can they can allow Pence, this. Pence started wearing a mask. Cool. After the outcry over the Mayo Clinic. You mean after the yeah? <laughs> cool. Like what? I mean, what do you think the what do you think the um, let me let me ask this. Let me ask it in this way. Um, I personally don't necessarily think that a lot of people. Uh, take what is happening in the federal, um, in the tops of federal government, including the president, um, real seriously, um, as to how we should behave during this moment. Um, I think that the protests that we see tend to be very small, and 
the media kind of blows them up into like, this is what everyone's thinking or whatever, but it's not actually what it is. In fact, if you look at poll after poll after poll, it shows that um, the the uh, gov- governors tend to get more of the support than the than the current president um, in the handling of Corona. Um, do you think? Let's let's close with. Do you think that that the way that the federal government is kind of reacting to this, um, the way that the Trump administration is reacting to this, do you think that it one could potentially have like people re I mean, yes, people are going to react that way, but like, do you think it's going to be a, a large, um, pocket of people that, that, that don't take things seriously and that really kind of fuck things up or is it going to be like a smaller group? And two, does that make it a little bit easier to run against this, um, for the presidential election? I will start with Drew. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I was going to propose the same question to you when you were providing the, the basis of, like, how do you think this will affect the presidential election? I would love the, to answer, but I would like to that, go that, first. That the general public has lost faith uh, in the White House. Um, but really, I, I think that the uh, president's supporters are relatively, I don't want to use the word fanatical, but fanatical to the point that whatever he says someone's going to support that um i.e the hydroquinoclone um which of course hydrochloroquine yes i'm a nurse (laughs) Um, i'm like oh no i might not know but i know what nonsense he's about to say (laughs) um you know which increases the qt interval of your heart rate by the way uh, and causes multiple cardiac complications. All right, we get it. You know how the body works. I needed needed to <laughs> reaffirm my, uh, my <laughs> position of authority here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was bought wholesale after he supported that, um, as, as well as even the, the bleach comment. I mean, New York City's poison department saw an uptick of people consuming bleach as a home cure. So no matter what he says, people are going to support him. However, I am not confident of any Democratic opponent uh, can overtake that fanaticism despite the loss of trust in the White House. Uh, Katrina, about you? Well, I think polling is showing that Trump's base is buying all of this and, and feeding into it and following what he does. Um, they're the ones that are protesting. They're the ones making a big fuss, but it's only like 30%. So most people understand that this is serious. Most people feel like we need to keep um, our precautions in place and stay at home. Um, it is just, I think, blown up in the media. So um, I think this will play a role in the election. Um, I'm hopeful that, I mean, a state like Wisconsin, that's going to be a real test. Yeah. Um, we see what happens um, to their numbers, to the health of the state after all this and how, how the majority of the state feels. Um, and that we, could be a real big, big thing come also, the election. We've also seen um, 
when they were all forced to go to the polls and vote that they yeah. did not vote the way that the Republican and conservatives wanted them to. That's true. But I could also see if, uh, against all uh, reason, things don't get too bad for the state, then they, they vote Republican saying, wow, this this was unnecessary. It was a Democratic hoax. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we're, we're not in the predicting game. Um, if we were, uh, I would, you know, not be doing this. We'd be just making buckets of money elsewhere. But um, I would like to, I, I do think that um, it's very clear that certain people are going to buy this. Certain people are going to buy the president saying whatever nonsense the president is saying and and they're going to hook line and sinker go with what he says but i think if you look at if you look at numbers right now it just tends to not work out that way um i think that uh people who take this more seriously are rewarded with support from um their from the residents of their state uh, whether that be Pennsylvania, whether that be Ohio, whether that be um, uh, Massachusetts, Kentucky, uh, there are a lot of places that um, you know. You look at the the difference between what the president is, what the president's polling on COVID, and the, the response on COVID, and what the governor uh, is polling response on COVID, um, because they're they're reacting differently. The president will go in front of people and just kind of just say random shit, including, hey, I mean, we're going to also potentially test shooting UV lights into you. Uh, does that sound good? We're going to test that. And, you know, like the 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 state governments, uh, like in like New York, Cuomo's not saying that nonsense. So Cuomo's super popular right now. And people literally are, are willing to forget like all of the things they don't like about Cuomo um, <laughs> to because he is a serious actor in this. So I think we're, I think we're going to see, I mean, I think right now we're seeing it and it, it's going to depend on like how things shake out going forward. And I, I think it's very important <laughs> that like, uh, I think we're going to see, uh, you know, the, the way states react to this, but also how this progresses from here. Like, it's going to be fucking horrifying if a bunch of states that relaxed their guidelines have a big spike going forward and have to change the way they behave because, like, like there are so many factors of this. This is a horrifying situation that is not in the not in the least over um and i hate looking at it in like a political lens but politically how people react to it and how people behave with it um is going to matter it's going to matter very much in november so we're gonna see how things are um i think that's gonna be it for the day uh drew how are you doing? How was your first episode of Alcoholism? You was enjoy it? was a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. I look forward to debating um, leftist ideology with you. I look forward to debating the best musical of all time with you. Jeez. It's been a long time since I've heard the angelic, 
and beautiful voice of your wife. Uh, this was this has been a pleasure. I uh, hope that I warrant a another episode sometime soon. You firstly, you do. Secondly, um, we're gonna be on another. We're gonna be on another episode um, pretty soon of um, Arista's movie adventure, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Yes, and that's my boy. Yeah, plug it in better than anybody else, baby. Mm. I, baby, if you think I'm not fucking plugging, you don't know what's up. Um. <laughs> But <laughs> like, uh, do you have do you have your movie picked up? Because I think I have mine. Um, I'm between two, and it's either going to be too serious or too silly. And okay. because of how much fun I had, sounds like you're between your... four. When it sounds... Wait, no, T O O. Oh fuck! All right, gotcha. <laughs> I didn't. I forgot words existed. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I look forward to our next uh, episode together on the wonderful Arista's Movie Adventure. Please check that out on Spotify. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Katrina was actually on an episode. Did you listen? Katrina was on. I did, I did, I did, I did. And I was so ticked because you guys got to discuss um, To All the Boys I Loved Before. Oh, fuck you. Really I knew that would be the one you were interested in. You fucking moron. Oh, man. Okay. deeply care about. Terrain's the worst person to watch romantic movies with. Noah Centineo is a handsome boy. He is. Yeah. He looked to me almost exactly like the other one that he was. <laughs> Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. Je- Listen, Sanderson and Wachowski, I can't remember who they were. <laughs> they looked the same to me. It, 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 it's you're really there for the deep and and compelling plot, um, and not just the handsome boys. Yes. All right, we we should. We'll close oh, it out. We'll close it out. Um, I just want you to know that we're gonna we're gonna get. Listen, uh, the governor of Wisconsin said it right. We're in the wild wild west, and that's the movie. We're we are in the wild wild west. <laughs> um. Um. Thank you all for listening, Katrina. Would you have, do you have anything to say no. before we go? Okay. Um, uh, um, um, Drew, I just wanted to let you know that I, I want to leave you with um, something, just some lyrics that, that made me feel for you, and I love you so much. Um, and I just want you to let, I want to let you know that um, you're a sunflower. And I think you love me too much. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.